0: is imperative. It's. You're saying
1: your it's thing. too late for me to become a better person? <laughs> nah, Nick, you screwed. It's
0: your thing. We all have our thing. Wait, what are your guys' things? Mike talks about himself inappropriately and then doesn't realize it until two days later. Uh huh. Um. I'm insufferable, <laughs> uh, and also way smarter than the both of you. <laughs> Wait, those are our things. I'm just you know, just spitballing.
1: And the thing for the band that we're discussing today is apparently amputation. And what are we discussing it on? The Song Topsy Report. Yes, there it is, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick
0: Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell, and I disagree with how we're starting.
2: And I'm Steve Trollinger. <laughs> Boy, I feel like that's all that's, that's your thing, Steve. You never like it when we start. <laughs> like... Sure I do. I disagree
0: with that statement. <laughs>
1: uh, if it is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. You came on a good day, folks, because today we are discussing a specific genre of music that we haven't, in earnest, discussed in a very long time, and that is
2: good old-fashioned, reliable, old-school death metal. I know my co-hosts love it. Oh, look at the the smile on your face, Nick. So excited for today. Uh, considering this episode is going to come out around Halloween, it seemed as good a
1: time as any to do a, a more spooky subgenre of music. Um, like I said, in this case being death metal. But the band we're discussing specifically, if you know anything about not only just death metal, but the metal scene in general, you probably have a passing familiarity with. Uh, that band is Six Feet Under, uh, and we were discussing, actually, a pretty much brand new song by them. It just came out a month or two ago uh, from their latest album, which is <laughs> their latest album. And guys- Nick. Yes. Nick, would you say we're on the cutting edge? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Steve. And discussing the song called Amputator, I would say we are on the cutting edge. Look, I'm sorry, Nick. My humor tends to bleed through.
2: <laughs> oh, cut it out, Steve. <laughs>
1: My own weapon's against me. Uh, yes, so the, so the song that we're discussing is called Amputator by the band Six Feet Under, and guys, this is off the band's 17th album. But guys, there is something important you should know, because like I said, you guys are not familiar with this band, correct? No. Nah. No. Correct. Correct. So um, this band is most well known because the founding member of it, the vocalist, and only consistent member throughout, is a gentleman named Chris Barnes, who you might remember if you listen to uh I think the fifth episode we ever did, was yeah. the original vocalist for the death metal band Cannibal Corpse, arguably the biggest death metal band of all time.
0: This wait, Whoa. Nick Nick, was he the guy who sounded like or is he the other guy who sounded like he was that first guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that
1: was Hammer Smash Face,
2: those guys. That right?
1: was, yes. And actually that was Chris Barnes on that song. Since then, they're the vocalist that they've had for the majority of their time, Cannibal Corpse, uh, is George, quote-unquote, Corpse Grinder Fisher, who has been in the band for the majority of the time, but Six Feet Under truly became Chris Barnes' main project. He's been doing this band since 1993. But this band is something of a running joke in metal. They are, let's just say they're not the most highly regarded band, despite the, despite the pedigree of having one of the progenitors of death metal vocals as the main member of the band. And you might be wondering, well, how could that be? How could some? How could the band created by one of like the godfathers of death metal not be great? I wasn't wondering that, but continue. Steve, you're going to have to wonder a little bit. Uh, let's hear a little bit of the... And I, I should say, this was the debut single. What you are about to hear is a single from their latest album. This is what the band thought was the best way to introduce everyone out there to what they had in store. Here's a little bit of Amputator.
3: All right,
2: there's a little bit of, of the this. Why did he start coming? Is he just like jerking off while amputating somebody? Yeah.
1: Oh, happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> Yes, that was a little bit of the song Amputator. Now, (laughs) there's a few things that we should establish right off the bat. Chris Barnes, the vocalist, can't, he could never sing. He was in a death metal band, but he's somewhat lost his ability to death growl as well. But here's the thing, as people who don't listen to death metal frequently, I don't know if you could tell the difference.
2: <clears throat> I think, actually, for the non-death metal listener, they probably enjoy this more, because they know what the fuck he's saying. As the non-death metal
0: listener, I can tell you that we do not. <laughs> <laughs> you, think this, you think this worked,
1: Mike? Uh, for the listeners,
2: that lyric was, uh, the amputator on another hunt to kill them. Now maybe it's just because like we do have some nice subtitles here but I will say like I I I can I get him. I, I get him.
1: where he's coming from. He <laughs>
2: is on a hunt to kill them.
0: I understand. Okay, you physically understand him not you you and he share a deep
1: desire oh, for, for vengeance. For, for... <laughs> Alright, so we've already covered a little bit of where this band originated from, but to give the whole history, Six Feet Under is an American death metal band founded in Tampa, Florida, and formed in 1993 by a vocalist Chris Barnes, who was also the original vocalist for legendary death metal band Cannibal Corpse. Now, He left Cannibal Corpse in 1995, and I love this. This was due to creative differences with the band, which all I could think could possibly mean was that Chris Barnes wanted to write more songs about people getting bisected with hacksaws, while the rest of the band wanted to write more songs about people getting strangled with barbed wire. Because what other creative (laughs) differences could the band Cannibal Corpse possibly have?
2: Bro, I swear, if we can't put in my line about lodging the broken beer bottle into the into her throat, then I, I'm i out of this band.
1: Well, Mike, funny you mentioned that. So <laughs> if, if any of our listeners have listened to that Cannibal Corpse episode that we did from way back when, you might remember that uh, Cannibal Corpse has some, let's say, memorable song titles. <laughs> uh And one thing I've learned in my research for Six Feet Under is that Chris Barnes was truly, I think, the the mastermind behind that, at least originally. So uh, Steve and Mike, actually. uh, Steve, you weren't even a part of the podcast when Mike and I first played this game. I wasn't. But I have a list here of a whole bunch of songs that the band did, and I thought we could all read them one at a time. So uh, you guys can see that? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. I will start. Uh, Song titles by Six Feet Under include Feasting on the Blood of the Insane. Oh, no, I want a third one. All right, go ahead. (laughs)
2: Exploratory homicide. Open coffin orgy. (laughs) Hacked to pieces. Compulsion to brutalize. Suffering in
1: ecstasy. Cadaver mutilator.
2: Self-imposed death sentence. (laughs) Dead girls don't scream. Uh, Drink blood, get high. Caged and disgraced, and trust me, that's pretty much how it feels in any cage you're in. Oh, oh no, like, Mike! It
0: was just dis- <laughs> jail
3: was unless, a disgrace it unless
0: was- you asked to be put there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Where am I? Oh, right, mass murder rampage. Thank you. <laughs> uh, knife through the skull. <laughs>
2: smoke on the water wait hold on smoke that's an actual on the song water. oh yeah six feet under
1: has done four cover albums amongst their 17 and they did do a cover of smoke on the water
0: <laughs> I love it uh in uh oh hey this is I, I'd be into this decomposition of the human race that seems to be your political outlook Steve uh murdered in the basement shot in the head
1: <laughs> alive to kill you Ugh, I hate that I got this one bloody
2: underwear. Well, you know, maybe that's just a song out for the for those preteen ladies that no, it was actually say.
1: it was actually a hemorrhoid awareness jingle. Oh,
2: hemorrhoid. <laughs> I was going to say people's first period. It's like, we're going to guide you through puberty, don't worry. They brought in like a female vocalist. Oh, when you see what <laughs> Chris Barnes looks like, when you
1: see this <laughs> haggard dreadlocked 52-year-old guy, you're like, that's the guy I want to be the <laughs> spokesperson for menstruation.
2: Uh, speaking of Ew. periods, Mike, this do you want to read this is so, next one? So fucking gross. Violent blood eruption.
1: Impulse Ugh. to disembowel. It's one of those impulses you got to fight. Uh,
2: blind and gagged. See, that isn't always so bad, right? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, the art of headhunting 101. Oh, the 101's not in there. Okay oh yeah I forgot to Chris Barnes is also he's a
1: he's an adjunct professor in his uh in his off hours gore hungry maniac
0: maniac
1: hungers for gore uh involuntary
2: movement of human flesh and Mike I'm so glad you got this last one molest dead and oh boy and it's like <laughs> is, is somebody molesting the dead or is the dead coming back and molesting me what's going on with this molestation and dead things that's truly the beauty of Chris Barnes's uh, lyrics I find, and that there is actually room for
1: interpretation. You know, death metal gets a reputation for being shallow, gory, just despicable lyrics, but there's actually a lot of a lot of creative liberty that they take here. Uh, so yeah, so I think it's safe to say that he was one of the um, I was going to say the brains of Cannibal Corpse, the splattered <laughs> brains of the operation. But no, like I said, he had creative differences. He left the band, and so he's been chugging along with Six Feet Under ever since. Now. I don't know if this came across for either of you guys, but the, the shocking thing is his main mission in life, his goal in life, the thing that he cares about the most in his in life is weed. Huge, huge advocate of marijuana. Legalize it to the point where I couldn't find an interview with him. I wanted to try to find an interview of him talking about the music. I had trouble finding an interview where he wasn't talking about
2: weed. So we're talking, like, he's just about the edibles, the smoking, the vaping... He must be thrilled right now <laughs> with the way things have gone for weed in the recent years. Well, so that's that's great. He, here's an example. I'm not going to play all of this, but uh, th-
1: this was this is an interview of Chris Barnes. The interviewer asked him essentially like, "Do you see like there being any dichotomy between like violent, aggressive death metal lyrics and like passive marijuana and stuff?" And this was uh, Chris Barnes, the, the start of his
3: and, own and, uh As far as how. What I believe uh, cannabis is, I believe it was placed here on Earth by a higher power or
0: another being or an alien being or something that has a plan for us. And it's scientific knowledge that our systems are built around the cannabinoidal system. It is a cannabinoidal system. We need cannabinoids ingested into our bodies to build our immune system. It's a natural benefit to us as humans. And uh,
2: He goes on and things. he
1: talks about this for six minutes. How, how did
2: he pronounce that? Cannibinoidal. Can, Wrong. Cannibiboids. Cannina. Canina, he pronounced it wrongly. I love... I am calling it that from now on. Are you kidding me? That's that's a new way. <laughs> in, fa- in fact, it's I think the domain
1: has expired, but at least at one point, the official website for his band was SFU420.com. Six feet under 420.com. <laughs> I I'm it's, <laughs> it's
0: like you seat- really you really found a good mix of two different topics I really could not bring myself to care
2: more about. <laughs> I love that it's like the sfu420.com and that, you know, he, he, he didn't pay for the email though. So it's like sfu420 at hotmail.com. Just, just like.
0: Mr. Bards, like, your email account's been shut down. Oh, man, not AltaVista. Uh. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> Well that's the thing that the perception a lot of people have about him is that for someone who goes on and on about the medicinal beneficial like uses of marijuana he seems to have taken so much it has actually impacted his ability to even death growl because even people would Ugh. say like old cannibal corpse like you might hate death growling but you can say okay he is he is doing it um but in recent albums it gets it's getting to the point where people are Kind of shocked that he's releasing albums in the way they are because now you could say, okay, maybe it was a bad studio session, which is a long shot, but maybe they just miffed it. Um, but here's a live performance of him performing a song. This was from uh 2018, so not too long ago. Uh, and this is what you can expect to hear. Says you, (laughs) time is all relative, I guess. Uh, but this is what you can expect to hear when you go to a six feet under concert.
0: Oh, Nick. Look, Nick, it sounds like he's trying to expand his repertoire artistically, okay? Don't get down on him just because you want to hear the same old shit over and over again. You know
2: what, Steve, That, that is fair. I didn't know that Looney Tunes Roadrunner became a fucking death metal artist. <laughs> so many of the comments are like, he sounds like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> like, what is that?
1: What is he? That is someone who used to be able to get a different sound by doing whatever he's doing with his voice and just isn't getting it anymore and isn't trying
2: to get it. He needs Viagra for vocals, you know, or something. Like, I, I, do they have that? Viagrapher <laughs> vocals. I wanna say it's like herbal tea and honey. Chris Barnes needs to do something, man. That's unacceptable. I can't I mean <laughs> well, actually, speaking of unacceptable, let's get back to the song. A
1: dissection is imperative. <laughs> So once again, this is the most recent musical excretion. Uh, And like I said, it's the debut single. So the song is called Amputator. And I like it because I think it's a nice, succinct package of kind of the lyrical miasma of what you can expect from a Six Feet Under song. So let's start back at the beginning. okay so he's establishing right off the bat that the amputator
2: uh, is not a great person well well he's what well, says he the mass murderer of every human being which is wild is he saying that
1: we already are living in a world in which a single amputator has killed everyone
2: I wa- I want to know why why amputate? And what do you do with all those limbs? Oh, we find that out later (laughs) in the song, Mike. Don't you
0: worry. As vague as he is in some parts, he's very specific about the body parts. Mike always asks the important question 20 minutes too early.
2: (laughs) I've got a leg up on... uh... Where the song's going, I guess. <laughs> I'm just
1: imagining like a like a five year old
2: Mike, my guy. I, I, I don't. I've never
1: met your parents, but I'm just imagining you going like, "Mommy, mommy, what does the amputator do with the
0: limbs?" <laughs> You'll have to find out tomorrow, Mikey. <laughs> I'm sitting a bucket of sawdust. I hope. <laughs> oh
2: my god, Steve!
0: What can I be sanitary?
1: But we, I do, I do, think we can say the amputator does have a backstory because the the next line is "attack the body with a vengeance deep inside." He's he, the amputator is upset about something. I guess
2: that that's makes, a dis, that's a disturbing lyric because I'm not sure exactly exactly what that means. Like, are you attacking with your weapons of amputation destruction, or are you attacking like?
0: Weapons of amputation, destruction. Band name. I call it. <laughs> I called it, you guys. Because deep
1: inside, like, I guess it makes sense that you wouldn't go around amputating people if your life was going great. But yes, yeah, so there's a little bit of ambiguity. We know that the amputator is upset about something. Once again, I, I think don't. You
0: mean amputuity? <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's where you you cut a limb off,
0: but you're not sure which limb you cut off. Yeah. Uh, I knew I did some
1: somewhere. I don't know. I'll leave it up to you. And if he's on a skateboard and it's the 90s, he's got ampitude. <laughs> just a skate park with an
2: axe. Uh if only. If he was wet, would he never mind. A damputator. <laughs> Jesus <Jeez. laughs> Christ. Well, that's good. We all got one in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's 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 save let's
0: put this bit on ice, seal it in a plastic bag, and send it to the hospital ahead of the ambulance, shall we? Hey,
1: that's not what the amputator would do.
3: die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, he says song off arms and legs you die, so I I I Not true. Fake not- news. <laughs>
3: How do you I can know they didn't survive
2: that.
1: <laughs> so we're starting to get a little bit of an M.O. If we were doing like a criminal profile on the amputator, uh, we, we know at least kind of what their M.O. is. But let's see if we find out more.
3: Now, hold
2: on, hold on, hold on. Yes. Okay. I'm, you know, because, you know, on the autopsy report, we need to tear apart the music when it stops making any goddamn sense. Limb by limb. We have to tear it apart. Limb. (laughs) And I got to say, if the amputator is out there to destroy every human being and is sending every soul to hell, well, then I'm just like, you know, what? who's to say? Who are you? Who are you to tell me where people are going to hell and which ones are going to heaven, Mister Amputator or Mrs. Amputator? I don't know if you really had the jurisdiction to make those what? sorts of decisions.
1: Wait, Mike, are you are you just saying that the amputator is a Calvinist in that there's like what forty four thousand people who will go to heaven, but everyone else he can pretty much safely assume
2: is going to hell? That's what I'm thinking. I just that's think valid. It's. Uh, I don't. I'm not. A, I don't like um, absolutes, right? I'm not one for absolutes. And there's two of them. Unless in this. it's vodka. <laughs> hey, I'm always down for some of that absolute for sure. Absolutely, Steve. But yeah, no. Uh, it's just the whole phrase killing every human being and then sending every soul to hell. It's like that's not how it works.
0: Stop. Yeah, Mike knows. <laughs> Mike I'm, knows how the system works. I'm not going
1: to lie. I'm going back to the first chunk of lyrics that we heard in this section. And if you completely isolated just these lyrics, there does exist a world where this isn't necessarily a terrible thing. Because the first lyrics of this section were, coming and laughing as you're fucking screaming. You're right. You're right, Nick. That is typically... That, that could be a good time. But regardless, unfortunately, we do have to look at these lyrics in the context of the song. And it's just gross. Coming and laughing yeah. as you're fucking screaming. And then a broken body on the ground, squirming. Just really putting lovely, lovely imagery in uh, all our heads. God. As is death that... metal's bread and butter. You know, right when we have fun, you gotta pull us back into reality, don't you? Oh. To the song oh. we're covering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but we're getting close to the chorus, Mike, and it's a toe tapper.
3: oh
1: Oh, actually before we even get into the chorus um that is probably the most illuminating statement so far killing with a hatred for this existence so amputator not too thrilled with his life which once again we could probably deduce Happy people usually don't go around amputating. Typically. typically Unless they're doctors their and they agenda. have
0: to.
2: And even then, they're probably upset about it. Well, I don't know, Nick, would you? <laughs> what if you did a really good job? You're like, man, this leg had to go and boy, did I get it.
1: <laughs> the poor wife of some doctor. Honey, I've got so many photos to show you today.
3: <laughs>
0: Look, I took this one in portrait mode. The attending anesthesiologist gave me a gold
2: star. <laughs> Yo, when, they, when he was going into the surgery, they're like, hey, break a leg off of that person. And then we all laughed
1: and laughed. <laughs> so all we can really deduce right now is that the, uh, the amputator, I wish we had a name for this person. Can we come up with a name for the amputator?
2: Old Ampi just like bill but you know ol Ampy all right so ol amphy uh, yeah i kind of, i'm just i'm nope. just shout no first
1: name shout out, i like it ol Ampy <laughs> so ol Ampy here all we can really tell is that uh he's very misanthropic uh killing with a hatred for this existence let's see let's see what else is going on.
3: die <laughs>
1: I don't appreciate this, not because necessarily of all of the horrible body mutilation and lyrics, but because that didn't rhyme. If we go back... Mm.
3: You
2: know, no it, rhymes anywhere. None! He's just saying stuff. You know,
0: normally this would be the thing that I would have a complaint about. But I hate this so very much that I don't even, I don't even want to complain about that.
2: I'm perfectly happy letting the two of you do it. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny if Steve, <laughs> if Steve was, uh, you know, trying out to be like a, a an amputator. I don't know if there's only one, but if he's, like, I don't think there's a job you can apply for, Mike. I don't like this. You know, I'll just watch you two guys do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, (laughs) I almost forgot. He lays it out right there. The death of all mankind is what I have in mind. If Amputator the song was a college essay, this would be the thesis statement. And I do think of all Six Feet Under songs as college essays.
2: I love that the rhyme scheme has now shown up.
1: I almost feel like it was accidental in this case. The death of all mankind, the death of all mankind is what I have in mind. The death of all mankind, <laughs> all mankind is, is what I have in mind. mind. Uh maybe it was coincidental or maybe maybe he did uh put the bong down and decide to actually rhyme one
2: line. I it's Nick, I really like your version of the song. <laughs> the death of all mankind is what I have. In mind. <laughs> Oh, when you're in a bind, and also
1: I got to say Chris Barnes oh, specifically uh every interview cuz I looked for other interviews for him and the one thing that I notice is just this vacancy in his face which I have to believe is just like 30 years of continuous weed smoking um but he also seems to be a little bit um a little bit touchy, I feel like, on the whole Cannibal Corpse leaving thing. Because Cannibal Corpse, Six Feet Under, is still a big band. At one point, as of 2005, Six Feet Under was the fourth best-selling death metal band at the time, in terms of total album sales. But Cannibal Corpse was number one, and I think he's a little frosty about that. Because I found Chris Barnes' Twitter page, and I took a
0: screenshot. Oh, good. oh. <laughs> You know what? You know what I think is a great non-toxic combination of things: the guy who wrote this and a platform that lets you say anything. Um, wait, Mike,
1: can
2: you read the what he, Chris Barnes has in his bio right here? In 1995, Cannibal Corpse changed their name to Six Feet Under.
0: <laughs> Hold on, but Mike, you're not reading my favorite part of this, which is down below uh, when it says "not followed by anyone you're following." <laughs> oh yeah, because I, I took that screenshot
1: um, Here's what I will say though Chris Barnes does seem very generous to his fans His entire Twitter page was very active And it was him retweeting people who said nice things about his album Which is getting savaged by everybody And he also has a cameo So you can actually get Chris Barnes to
0: like wish you a happy birthday or something
2: um, yeah. Yeah, why yeah, but are it's, we always, not it's always
0: sign- I was going to say, it's always like 15 minutes long though It's hardly a cameo
2: uh, we I want Chris Barnes to uh, wish the Sontopsy to Report a happy birthday. Look, it's only it's forty bucks. I checked his prices. Forty dollars uh, to have oh, him. Oh man, I'm throwing down. Let's go, baby. Yeah. I want. <laughs> I, we need every sontopsy <laughs> alumni to wish wish the sontopsy Report a happy birthday or a uh, hello. Mike, or... I think we have to
1: get that in real quick before I edit and release this episode. <laughs> Because I can oh, just imagine that. him seeing this, listening to this episode, and just saying to himself, "I'm really pissed that they released this episode. It makes me upset now. They will die." <laughs> His <laughs> vocals have been described recently. The the one descriptor I heard that I felt like encapsulates it the best is: it sounds like a single pebble in a garbage disposal, <laughs> just kind of like rattling around and around. And
3: around.
1: Well, yeah. When- I didn't actually mention, one of the best things about that live video that I showed was just people saying what they think he's saying, like trying to translate it, and then when you hear the clip, it's actually pretty accurate, um, like, oh yeah, apparently, now listen there, see if you can tell this, uh, someone in the comments of this one live video said that they thought Chris Barnes said, I want a bus. Tell me if you hear this. I want a bus. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Oh Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, what was the other one? Oh, and then, uh, this one is just TV. He wants a TV. Let's see. Hey,
2: hey, hey, Chris Barnes, what are you doing in the family room? What are you watching in there? TV. <laughs>
1: And just one last one. This one, someone says that they thought he, Chris Barnes said, "Sell us DVDs." Let's see if you guys hear it. DVDs. I hear you too. Sell what? us, sell us DVDs. Is he
2: just improvising up there? What, what the fuck? <laughs> He's going just on? handing
1: himself.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, Chris. Here's the scene. We're doing long form improv. All right, you got. Five to ten minutes. You are... All right, we need a a location. Audience? Oh, the Best Buy. Okay, you're at a Best Buy. Your salesman at a Best Buy, right? Okay? You've got the big old pile. You've got all the expensive Blu-rays, but you've got all that big round uh, pile of old DVDs where they don't put them on a shelf anymore, but, like, they're in that big tube, and everyone just sort of paused through them, and they're all $5. dollars you got to sell all those. Sell all those, Chris. All right, let's go. Ah. (laughs) <laughs> All right, just another nine minutes, Chris. You got nine more minutes, Chris. Keep Not going. gonna lie,
1: I've seen, Im- I've been in improv sets worse than that.
2: <laughs> uh, but
1: I, di- I digress. Uh, if you want to check out Six Feet Under live, I don't know when they'll be performing again, but see if they're uh, touring live in your neck of the woods. But in the meantime, let's get back to the amputator. I know that's what Steve wants. <laughs> uh, Knowing Steve's attitude on this song, I love that the first thing we hear is mutilate every single fucking one. No, hang on. The first thing that we hear is, I have no problem killing a woman or a child. Mutilate every single fucking one.
2: And this is why I have a problem with him. These poor kids. What these kids do? You don't even know if a kid's a bad person. I mean, kids are monsters, every single one of them. But you, at the, but they are also precious little angels. You know, I
1: think we can assume old Ampy is not functioning on the wavelength of most people. And All also, Ampy on the note of death metal, like this washes over me. The whole point of death metal is to be as stupidly over the top, like awful in lyrics. The the goal is to. The goal, at least originally, because lyrics similar to this were coming out when death metal was kind of getting started in the late 80s and early 90s. The goal of this was to shock and offend everyone, but it's been the exact same lyrics for 30 years now,
0: and I don't know. It just seems kind of blasé at this point. Yes, that is the word I would use to describe everything we have been hearing for the past several minutes. Blasé. Well, that's because, Steve, I'm so glad you're approaching this
1: from an outsider perspective. As someone who has listened to, or at least had Spotify suggest, hundreds of bands that sound exactly like this with the exact same lyrical content, it just becomes like, okay, yes, you're writing another song about killing
0: a baby. You're so edgy. I, I kind of wish this was the first—look, a little inside baseball here. This is the first time we've done an episode where I had something to drink in the middle of it or before— not a lot, just something. I thought maybe I'll, maybe it'll open me up, and I'll, I'll want to talk more, and uh, maybe my, I'll get the juices flowing and everything. Really, co- that combined with this is just making me want to like completely check out a hundred percent. Like at every if I check every out,
1: you mean check out the latest album by Six Feet Under, which is now <laughs> streaming on all platforms? Then yes, Steve,
0: I totally get it. I'm just, I'm just so tired of them. I'm so tired of them. <laughs>
1: Well S- S- Steve, maybe, you know, we're only we're a little bit into the song. Maybe yeah. what you need is to hear more of what the amp what old Ampy is up to. I think
2: Ole Ampy's gonna have some character development. Maybe I made a, a terrible little...
1: mistake. I need to change my life.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to see that part of Ole Ampy. Let's find it. Let's find it. Let's
1: Okay, so I admire that. He says, I won't rest until the job is done. You know, if only everyone had the same work ethic as Ol' Ampy, but was just putting it towards, <laughs> let's say, more humanitarian yeah, goals. That's what you I know? like to
0: see in my axe murderers. Stick-to-itiveness.
2: <laughs> I can only imagine that poor ol ampy with that work ethic and then i'm pretty sure he got furloughed back in march like everybody else did during covid <laughs>
1: you know the timeline adds up this this album came out i think late september so if ol ampy was furloughed let's say in like early april as so many americans and people worldwide unfortunately were then he's had a lot of time to stew over this and he still has the same work ethic as when he was furloughed. So wait, Mike, are you saying, Mike, are you telling me that Ol Amby is still getting health insurance?
2: <laughs> that's what I'm telling you, Luxon, man. He's that's the problem with health care in America.
0: No, the problem is that if he is. It's not covering mental health <laughs> well that we all know America and
1: mental health are, like truly need to be that you know what maybe that's actually what Chris Barnes is all about. not only is he is he an advocate for uh legalization of marijuana, but truly all of his songs, if there's one consistent theme, <laughs> it's the importance of mental health, and I think that he's trying to get that across in a subversive way in all of his
2: songs i <laughs> I'd like to hear a song about an amputator who's not trying to kill people but just wants to chop off some limbs. You know, he's just like, I really just like, you know, I like trying to help people out. Sometimes I just like taking an arm or a finger off. How does that you know? help people out, Mike? <laughs> ah, well, who knows? Maybe someone's got the old diabetic foot. He's like, oh, I got you, man. I love doing this.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine a if he did? diabetic foot? It's another Six Feet Under song title. Isn't, isn't that a thing? Yeah, people have lost, have had to lose like a foot because of diabetes.
0: Yeah, but that's not what it's called. Okay,
1: oh, it you is. got you got diabetes
2: foot. <laughs> yeah, uh, got Doc, give it to me
3: straight. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, come on. You get you can get you get swimmer's ear, tennis elbow, and diabetes <laughs> diabetes foot. That's and amputator brain. <laughs> and
0: amputator doctor. Dr. Putator, please tell me, what can I do? Please, call me Amp. <laughs> this is my attending physician. This is my co-attending physician, Dr. Acula.
3: He cleans up at the end.
1: If you have health issues, we won't rest until the job is done.
0: Uh, well, let's, let's see Ocelino if see. They- Paul and Barnes, injury attorneys, you'll need them after me. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, let's see. Let's see if they go
0: on about their work ethic.
3: <clears throat>
1: Here's my problem with old Ampy in this chunk of lyrics, though. He says a pile of gore now begins to rot, which is just sloppy at this point. He says he won't rest until the job is done, but he's also letting the gore rot. Like he's got to be on top of that.
2: Yeah, I mean that's part of the job—is the cleanup. What yes. are you gonna do? You're gonna just make a mess, make a goddamn filthy mess, and not clean it up? What kind of work ethic is that, Nick? You're it's right. It's
0: no work ethic at all, Mike. No work ethic at all. Guys, can we, can we, can we just stop doing the episode and talk about like Dracula again or something? <laughs> oh, I, I want to talk what? about Dracula again.
2: Nice throwback. You yeah, that was a happy episode, wasn't it? It was. Yeah,
0: that was a happy Halloween episode. This is a sad Halloween <laughs> episode. This is Saduine. S-
2: Saduine.
0: This is Sad Hame.
3: Okay, so whoa, whoa. talk Lots
1: about. Are happening. Talk about, to borrow a term, burying the lead. Your body parts are now eaten. Why is this song called Amputator? When we found out that this guy's also a cannibal, I feel like cannibal trumps the fact that he chops limbs off. Like if you were writing a sensationalist headline, wouldn't you mention he ate people more than he cut them their body parts off with an axe?
2: You know what, Nick? I also think cannibal corpse trumps six feet under and Chris Barnes just can't get away from wanting to eat corpses. It's been it's been a it's been a
0: focus. It's like It's like Chris Barnes read uh, Herbert West Reanimator and thought to himself, you know what this needs? Worse things. Needs to be written worse. Needs to be about things that are worse than this. Needs to be just worse all around. This is a fun story. Let's make it not fun.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I want to know, to my soul trap, to my spirit dungeon, so, is Chris Barnes trying to communicate with us that by eating our bodies, he is trapping our souls, or like what what? Or is the soul trap in the spirit dungeon? Like is the spirit dungeon his belly? Like is that what's happening?
1: I took it as more like he has a basement, which makes me feel comfortable because if he does have a basement, it means he's not, obviously in New York City. So I, so Ol Ampi won't get me. Oh. Uh, but I saw Spirit Dungeon as a physical place, not like a
0: stomach or a metaphorical.
1: Uh, place. okay,
2: okay. It kind
0: of makes me want to watch Spirited Away just because I'll feel better. <laughs> I think you're the first person to say Six Feet Under makes me want to watch Spirited Away because <laughs> that's that place is kind of a spirit dungeon. Oh in yeah, a fun in a nice fun way. But it, yeah, in
3: a, in everyone a, turns
0: out okay in a beautiful life affirming way. Not
1: not whatever this is.
3: Dungeon, come on, come on.
1: So, he's also, he's digesting, so he's he, this is happening over a period of
2: time. Oh, you know, is he going mm-hmm.
0: to... I can't wait to have dinner after I record this.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm wondering, is he going to run us through the whole... Pr- I mean, he's getting very in-depth. Are we going to hear about him shitting us out into a toilet next? What's going on You here? know, what like- surprised <laughs> me, uh, I mean, Chris Barnes is very innovative in that sense. Um,
1: but... With that actually Steve you'll be happy to hear that we're almost at the end of new lyrics we get a we get a fun guitar solo Which seems so out of place because the band that Chris Barnes gets, first off, it's a revolving door usually of musicians. Like each album has basically a different lineup except for Chris Barnes. But like he gets good musicians that just usually don't play good music. Like none of this is their best work. But every so often a solo or like a riff comes out where you're like, oh yeah, I can get behind this. And then Chris Barnes comes in and you remember, oh wait, I'm listening to Six Feet Under.
3: Chris
2: Barnes comes in and ruins the song, is what you're saying?
1: <laughs> well, let's let, let let's see what else he has to say. One part where I'm the most explicitly like, fuck you, Chris Barnes, because the only lyric that was different between basically this is like a ref this is like the same lyrics repeated from last time. The only difference is in the first verse he says a dying body on the ground squirming. And in this in this one, he says a dying baby on the ground squirming. The only thing he decided to change was to be even more edgelordy, was to make it a dying baby. As opposed to a dying body, it's like fuck you. Either write a whole new verse, or d- don't just try to change this
0: one part. It's just So wait, Nick. Let me get this straight. The problem you have with this part of the song uh-huh. is on a technical music level. You have you have a songwriting issue, a technical songwriting issue with this particular part of the song.
1: A hundred percent, Steve. <laughs>
0: that hurts you're hurting him nick (laughs) you know you know what's funny when i play a song the song i play that hurts nick is about baseball (laughs) and the the, the only comparable thing he can use to hurt me with is stuff like this steve i (laughs) listen i hate this song
1: we're discussing but i it's a thousand times better than talking baseball wow okay (laughs) okay (laughs) Steve, I'm I'm about to say a sentence that no one has ever said in the history of the world. Talking baseball wishes it was amputator.
2: The shade! Damn! (laughs) Looks like Nick's talking shit. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I'm going to amputate myself from this
0: friendship. (laughs) Happy Halloween, everyone.
1: (laughs) Oh shoot, man! But Steve, we're 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 rounding the corner. We're almost at the end.
3: Oh, I, can't, I thought
2: he said what? I thought he said we can sanitize. But
1: oh yeah, so these are one piece at a time. But you know, this is also you know in this post COVID, in this current COVID world we're living in. Um, I think it's important to. To remind people that together we can help stop the infection.
2: Can we also talk about how much easier he's we're able, able to understand him in this? And and I have a again. I think you're biased it's,
1: because you're it's a lyric video we're watching and you are seeing the lyrics while hearing it, which makes it so much more intelligible. I don't know, man. Maybe because that's the that's the thing. A, a good metal vocalist who employs growling can be understood. Or you know people some people say if you listen to it enough it's almost like opera you develop an ear for it. Yes, death metal is very much like opera. But I feel like that is a sign there's there, there's a lot of there's a lot of sloppy sloppy vocalists out there, but a lot of good death metal you can
0: you can totally understand. First of all, if if you had even seen an opera, you would know they don't need any any death metal to make themselves. So many people die horribly in operas all the time in almost all of them. Oh. But not in, like, disgusting ways like this, in, like, realistic, sad, awful, like, break-your-heart kind of ways, like tuberculosis. I don't know.
1: I think everything we've been hearing is
0: pretty heartbreaking, too, Steve.
2: Yeah, the mutilator lost his job. The amputator lost his job. Yeah, Steve, that's the (laughs) real tragedy of this
1: song.
0: Hey, all I'm saying is that Norman Bates had a job. (laughs) <laughs> okay. The amputator has a job
1: too, Steve. It's to amputate. He just said he won't rest until his job is done.
0: Norman Bates didn't need an excuse. Norman Bates right? had a
1: hobby. Anyway.
2: No. <laughs> Did he do it again? Ah, I love it. That's, that's how he
1: ends the song. That's the most powerful way to end it. Listeners, hear it one more time.
2: I said it once, e- I'm be- saying it. Again. De- de- he, he sounds like the Roadrunner. Meet me. Meet me. This is terrible. Uh, and this even the album
1: a- artwork is so dumb. It's just like <laughs> two head, two separate heads chilling.
0: They look like they were done in like the quick Photoshop run.
2: It looks like. The I mean, head- he
0: he sounds like the Roadrunner. He definitely makes me want to wily e. Coyote myself off a cliff.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, there it is. Uh, but yeah, that is that was the lead single from. Uh, Nightmares of the Decomposed, Amputator.
0: So dehumanizing. It, no, I got Such dehumanizing tripe. Oh my
2: God. There's one last thing that I feel about this. And I really feel like Chris Barnes missed the mark on something here, right? Mm-hmm. His band name is Six Feet Under. All right, we got a song called The Amputator who's chopping up bodies. Great. And what's he doing with the bodies? Well, now he's eating the bodies. Yes. But why doesn't he go bury him underground somewhere, or something? Something and, to fit the something to fit his goddamn band name. Instead of he, he can't let go of his first band. Like I know, and I, my just this is the
1: seventeenth album they've done. It's eventually there's only so much you can discuss on that. Although, like I said, if you take out the cover albums they've done, they've only done uh, thirteen. Although, actually, wait. Steve I, I wasn't planning on doing this but I feel like this might almost piss you off even more and I guess that's just Oh well then maybe don't do <laughs> it. That's just <laughs> maybe <Tell> continue <laughs> to not plan to do it. That's just I think become the call of this episode accidentally. Um this is this is one of their most no, Hit no. singles from their uh from their cover album. No. No. No No <laughs> Alright, so Steve, I feel like uh, as oh, we end this, you've gotten a you pretty good him. retrospective on
0: Six Feet Under's work. How do you feel about it? First of all, if he's he's gonna fucking cover this song and not use the weird voice that already sounds like ACDC. <laughs> you know, that's a point I did not like, think of. It's D and D. Like, that's how he was singing at the end of that. Like, that's how he sings now. Yeah. So why didn't he fucking sing like that for this? <laughs> So, first of all, missed opportunity. Me. Secondly, shit. mate. are out of sight. Like, that's what he sounds like already. Secondly, <clears throat> shut up.
1: Steve, I, Mike, between you and me, I think we should chip in to have Chris Barnes do a cameo and wish Steve a happy birthday.
2: Oh, that sounds perfect. Let's do it. Let's do. Yeah, oh, Steve, I can't wait to give you that birthday. Steve,
1: song. I don't know why I'm in such an evil mood now, but for some reason, the sum total of this song is just bringing it out of me. I think Nick, I think Six grid... Feet Under is making me a worse person.
2: <laughs> ear to ear, those teeth are shining right now, Nick. You're loving it. <laughs> Uh,
1: but yes, that is Amputator by Six Feet Under. And thank you, I, I, usually I thank the listeners for listening to this, but I feel like I especially owe uh, Mike and Steve a thank you for for joining me on this journey. Guys, bad, bizarre, noteworthy music. I feel like, Steve, you've had so many cakewalks with these fun little movie tie-in themes, but like when you get back down to the original thesis statement of this podcast, Steve, it was to figure out how this bad music died. And clearly, in this case,
0: the song was amputated.
2: That seems like an yes. obvious answer to me, Nick. That's-
0: yes. How how dare I try to make things fun for myself?
2: <laughs> I
1: forgive you, Steve. Uh, and you can also check us out on our social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, please. Uh, Mike is usually posting uh, the kind of end of episode surveys on Instagram, so you should check us out there if you want to participate and have your voice heard. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Deer. And uh, Mike,
2: where can we find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me at MrMikeRussell.com, that's Mr. O T. and uh, yeah, like Nick said, you know, look at our social media, send us, uh, your song suggestions of bad, bizarre, noteworthy music, uh, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars preferably, and uh, yeah, why don't you tell us what your Halloween costume's gonna be this year? Are you a zombie? Are you a hot kitty? Are you going to be... A zombie kitty. A zombie kitty. I personally am going to be... I'm one of those illusion costumes where it looks like a teddy bear is giving me a piggyback ride. <gasps> those are so fun. So much fun. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve,
1: if your soul has not entirely escaped you, uh, where can we find you? Uh,
0: you'll find me feeling very acutely the difference between terror and horror It's um, a fine line at the, at the moment um, and then after I'm done with that on Twitter and Instagram where the real horror lies uh, at Your Man Trollo and on the Stephen Trollinger website steventrollinger.com which is actually very nice and fun so please go there instead and uh, at wherever Dapper Devil products are sold
3: <laughs>
1: Everywhere soon uh, and with that, thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'm Nick
0: Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm Hubert East, Reamputator. Ha. <laughs> There's
1: a deep cut. And we will see you <coughs> no. next week. Take care.